Billy, great to have you with me on Spotlight this morning. Uh, Billy Kingsbury from Tissancrup Materials UK. Introduce us to yourself and your company, Billy, please. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, Andy. Great to be here. My name is Billy Kingsbury. I'm the CEO of Tissancrup Materials UK. Um, So who are we? What's our business? Tissancrup Materials UK. We're part of Tissancrup Materials Services, and we are the largest materials distributor in the Western world. Focusing on the UK business, we have eight sites in the UK with around 480 employees, um, sites ranging across England and Northern Ireland, so a couple of sites in Belfast, and then we range from the south up to the north of England as well. Um, As a business, yes, we're a materials distributor, but our main focus is really providing solutions to our customers around all things materials. And we do this with our strategy called Materials as a Service. And that strategy is really focused on embedding ourselves in our customers' value chain, really talking to our customers, understanding their needs and working with them on any kind of solutions uh, that we can offer. And that means we use our wide ranging capabilities internal. So we it can mean anything from supply chain management. Uh, as an example, in supply chain management, we work very closely in the aerospace sector where we've developed digital tools uh, to allow us to help our customers with their demand planning. We also have within our sites in the UK, a wide range of CNC machines, ranging from three, four and five axis machines, where we can machine aluminium, titanium, steel. So we're doing a lot of next stage processing for customers. We have welding and assembly capabilities So the most recent site that we opened was our fabrication division in which we have long length aluminium CNC machining, but we also are able to assemble finished products there. And and within our business, we are, when we talk about assembly, we're talking about anything from balconies for residential buildings. So we produce a finished balcony um, to truck parts. So we're producing parts for electric vehicles, as an example. And we also have a wide range of aluminium plate cutting. So our center of excellence in Preston is really our um, center for any sort of um, flat product processing. So it can be from plate cutting through to, again, CNC machining. We have um, eight water jets at our site in Darton, along, along with laser cutting capability and sheet routing as well, which is used particularly in the aerospace sector. So we're quite a diverse business. Um, our main customer markets are aerospace, construction. We do a lot in automotive and we're moving more and more into electric vehicle as you would expect at, at the moment. So that's one of the major target areas for us. We're involved in nuclear, we're involved in yellow goods and also medical equipment. So from a customer base, we're very diverse. From a capability perspective, We have a a wide ranging uh, array of capabilities. And I would say, if you talk about Tissancrup Materials UK, we're also a very people focused organization. And I think that actually in the last couple of years, our people development has been a major part of the focus for our business and an area that we've improved a great deal on and and continue to do so. So I think we're doing that in terms of learning and development opportunities um, we're doing it in terms of digital offerings. So all of our HR offerings now are completely digital. Um, and that can range from our HR system where we're booking holidays through to um, our rewards platform. Uh, we have an online learning and development platform. 
so yeah people has been a people is something that i as a ceo am very focused on and, and we are certainly a much more people focused organization than we've been in the past great stuff that's a fairly comprehensive overview <laughs> so so the next question i mean apart from being the the largest in the western world <laughs> and all the other stuff you've just given me what would make you stand out from your competition is there anything else <laughs> I think, well yeah I, I think actually i think our if, if i summed up what makes us stand out it is our materials as a service strategy right and it's really uh, within that strategy we're making material just a part of what we offer and i think that a lot of our competitors would focus on the material supply itself but actually for us that's a that's part of what we do but it's really understanding what our customers want for us and i think that what we've done in the last two years is embed that in our vision and yes we've invested in capability so no doubt i've mentioned all of the, all of the different areas that we've invested in over the over the course of the last years mm-hmm. but actually more than that it's about becoming a focused partner for our customers and actually we see ourselves as an extension of our customers and and what we try to do with them and, and where it works most effectively is when we can sit down together in a meeting or a workshop format and really focus on, as a customer, what is the most important thing for them? What is it that they're good at? What do they want to be focusing all their time on? And then we say, okay, so that's your core skill set. And we'll say, what about all the other stuff? How do we help you with that? How do we either do it for you or allow you to do it more effectively and more efficiently? And um, I think that's quite a different way of looking at material supply. Um, and it's something that certainly we get very good feedback from our customers about and, and something we continue to develop. And that's how we've ended up making balconies, making truck parts, or, or sitting with customers and developing a digital tool for, for demand planning. So really, all of those things have come from very close relationships with our customers and real understanding of of what their core needs are moving forward. Right. So you've alluded to quite a lot of changes in the business over the past couple mm. of years. Um, yes. you, you've been sitting in post for a year and a bit now um, yep. in your, your element of the business, but it sounds like quite a lot of innovation, quite a lot of new ways of thinking. Um, where's it going in the next five years, Billy? What lies in the road ahead? Um, it, so I would like to see us as I guess a, a leader in a leader and, and a real specialist in create, creating sustainable solutions for our customers. Mm-hmm. So it's getting better at what we already do. There's no doubt we need to focus with our customers more on digitalization. And mm-hmm. um, that's a key area for, for us and for the UK market in general. Um, I think automation and digitalization are areas where traditionally the UK is not seen as being particularly strong. So that's areas where we are strengthening our team and strengthening our warehouses. I mentioned earlier on, as an example, the, our latest, our newest site, which we opened around two years ago, that's a, that's a fabrication site. That's a paperless site. So everything's done on tablets. Everything's done um, through one system where, which ranges from anything from the quality. So when we make balconies, I can tell you the torque setting of every, every single screw on every single balcony all done through a digital platform so that's an area where i see the business moving forward um like many companies we have a commitment to 
reduce our carbon footprint. So we are committed to be carbon neutral for scope one and two emissions by 2030. So that's a, a key project for us moving forward. But actually, I'd say more than that, um, when it comes to a carbon footprint, we're also more and more working with our customers to give them transparency about their entire supply chain. And that's something that I'm quite passionate about. Um, I think it's it, it's the right thing to do from a moral perspective. I've got a young family, um, so it's really important to me. Um, but I think more and more our customers want us to help them understand what is their carbon footprint? What do their scope three emissions look like? Yes. And not just tell them what it looks like, but work with them to reduce their own carbon footprint. So I think that's that from a sustainability perspective is a key, key area for development for us in the future. Yeah. And then when I talk about our business, I think it's, um, I'm quite proud of our corporate and social responsibility policies that we've put in place over the course of the last 18 months. So for me, it's about making sure that we focus on employee well-being. Um, but also we've, we've um, created a scheme, uh, which is an, which is a um, employees every quarter have an opportunity to um, nominate a charity or a sports team. And we have a set budget where we will, that we will spend on a quarterly basis and we're sponsoring netball teams, football teams. One of our players is an ice hockey player. We sponsor his kit to be an ice hockey player. Yeah. Um, so we've done an awful lot in our local communities to make this and quick materials UK better known to help the local community. And I think our next step is doing more and more work with colleges and schools to uh, attract the talent of the future. Right. So I'd say there are key areas to develop in the next five years. It's fairly holistic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, fab. Um, great. I think that's really important, isn't it? I mean, the talent of the future part for me, um, you know, we see that across a lot of the businesses that we interact with, you know, and we've got to start thinking about we're just becoming recruitment businesses, haven't we? Because the, that's yeah. that's it as far as the future is concerned. Really, and I think apprenticeships are apprenticeships are really key to that. So in a in a manufacturing business such as ourselves, I think apprenticeships are really key. I'm, I'm really proud that we've just been awarded the um, gold kite mark for our apprenticeship scheme by Next Gen Makers. So we're working with external companies for verification on on our apprenticeship programs, and we're doing. Um, fairs employment fairs and college fairs and and the next phase for us will be working with local schools and colleges and having open days to introduce them to our business and show them what it is we do Brilliant. and i think the focus on that will be where does the material that we supply go to because if you just look at a sheet of stainless steel it's not that exciting or a sheet of aluminium if you say that sheet of aluminium goes on the wing of an aeroplane right that's a much more exciting conversation so that's Absolutely. that's a key focus for us yeah great stuff Thank you. Um, so you've, we were talking before I hit record about um, your uh, movements around the group. Um, mm. So lots of different experiences in there. What would you say your biggest learnings have been since you've been a business leader, Billy? Um, the biggest thing without a doubt that I've learned is that the, the power and the importance of communication and communication really is key. If you want to, deliver a strategy, a vision, even a message, you've got to really think about how that message is communicated and how you make sure that it reaches every member of the team because a vision isn't going to be achievable because I sit in an office and say it is. It's going to be achievable because I've explained it. I explained the vision. I explained the strategy behind how we'll achieve that vision. 
and I explain all of the reasons why we're doing it. And, and that is something I believe in really passionately. And I've seen the difference that effective communication can make in any business. And, and we've done that in the UK. We've developed OKRs, objectives and key results. So we have OKRs, five OKRs for the whole business. And each individual department then has OKRs that link back to our overall business objectives. Mm -hmm. So I think that one of the when I when I first took over as CEO, I started with my leadership team doing a quarterly business review. We every quarter we go to every site, see every employee on every shift, and we deliver an update on the business and the impact that that's had and the feedback that we've had because I think feedback is also very key has been really positive and and we constantly challenge ourselves on communication to find new ways so we have newsletters we have all different things we have tv screens where you can find out everything at every site at any given time and people feel more connected when they feel like they're being communicated to in a, in an effective way mm. brilliant great learning um we could go off for hours on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> and it'd be great to, by the way, but in the interests of. Um, so what would you say the biggest challenges that you've had um, during your time with ThyssenKrupp? You've had to overcome? Um, I'm going to give the boring expected answer, first of all, which is COVID. <laughs> COVID was that one comes up once or twice. <laughs> I can imagine. It, it was a major challenge, but also I think for us a major opportunity. So yeah. COVID... We, we previously had an aerospace business and a materials business running separately in the UK. And COVID actually probably made us brave enough to take some difficult decisions and merge those two businesses. And, and, and it's been a very effective merger. And I think that it, it was a challenge, but it was also one of the things that I'm proudest of is the way that the two teams have come together. And we one of our main OKRs is one team. So we really talk a lot about creating a one team ethos where everybody understands the impact of their role and how we work together. And I'm so proud of the way that the team have come through that. So we've turned a big challenge into a major opportunity and a major strong point for us. I think if I talk then in different ways, I think the current, we touched upon it earlier, the recent challenges around recruitment and retaining staff but also around making sure that we can attract young talent in particular into a an industry that's maybe not seen as that sexy so i i would talk a lot with people like make uk about how we make manufacturing seen as more more as a desirable um industry yeah for young people leaving school leaving college leaving university i think that's been a challenge we've we've done a lot of work on our careers website and we've done a lot of work on areas such as our induction program for example so I, i'm i think we've got a very very strong induction program that really makes sure that we are explaining the business to new starters and that we are just just checking in with them all the way through in the right way so I, again i think that's been that's a major challenge that's areas where businesses really need to challenge themselves to say how do i stand out why, why gone are the days where where we're interviewing people and saying well they should tell us why they want to come and work for Tissel materials uk we need to be interviewing ourselves and accepting that when people when we're sitting down particularly with young people whose mindset is very different to, to to my generation yeah how do we sell ourselves to them and then how do we not just sell an interview but how do we follow up on that because people are much more willing to move if covid's taught people anything it's that actually if they're not happy 
they're more willing, they're more likely to take a chance and, and yes. do something different. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Absolutely. And that very much that strong induction leads into your one team thing. I mean, um, can you can you give us a very quick you know, the um the the challenge that became an opportunity bringing the two divisions together to create that one team? I mean, if it's possible to give a quick answer, which I'm sure it isn't, but uh, how did you do that? First of all, we had to make some very difficult decisions, is what I would say. So we were we were given a, a challenge by our board of directors to say, okay, how would it look? Mm. So we had to, um, we had to rationalize some sites. So we, we did that. Um, we, at the time of COVID also had to make some difficult decisions around people. So we, we did have to re- reduce the number of, of people for the good of the whole business. So we started off from, from a low point, making those difficult decisions. And then what we did was really work and establish the right, people leaders within the business mm-hmm. and and really work to start to build that business back up and we put different we changed our complete commercial structure um we've created operational centers of excellence as well so we went from a regional structure uh, across the business so different warehouses and different sites to a completely different commercial structure where actually it was no longer selling regionally it was more selling based on customers and customer relationships um, and we then, like, as I say, created centers of excellence where we put all of our plate cutting and flat CNC machining in one area, all of our bar cutting in another area. And um, so we made ourselves more effective and more efficient, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then we worked on our people strategy. We developed five new digital platforms for, for HR, for people um, to work with. We were more visible as a leadership team. We were on every site visiting every person and, and we really listened um so one team is is as much about us listening to our people and and asking for their feedback as it is about us delivering our our strategy we have a company event um so for the last two years we've had a company event where everybody's invited um if anybody we will be posting we've already posted some pictures on our social media i think we've got a video we'll be posted as well of this year's event and it was for me just watching the video made me smile and I think that's really important because if if I wanted any evidence that our one team strategy has worked, it's the two minute video of our company event and the feedback that we've got since it, it since that event. It, it's just, yeah, we're, we're coming together as a business. So even when there's challenges ahead, we are a completely united business and that's something I'm really proud of. Brilliant. Very cool. Thank you. If you were sitting here having a conversation with your 18 year old self. <laughs> yep. What would you say to yourself? So what I'm, what I'm really saying is with the knowledge you have now, what would you do differently if you'd have had it then? <laughs> um, listen. <laughs> listen to other people's opinions um, and have a, a, a more open mindset to alternative points of view. And that doesn't mean you always have to agree with them right. um, or even always have to follow them. Yep. But actually what I would say is I think my younger self was very clear about what I thought was right. And sometimes that probably made me a little bit blinkered. And, and I'm sure in some example, in some instances that that's helped to make me successful. But actually what I, what I value now is diversity of opinion. And that's something that I always challenge my leadership team on. We've got in a, as a leadership team, quite a lot of people uh, very similar to myself, but actually what we've also got now is very 
diverse opinions and it's re and, and i'm really a strong believer that it's as useful to have somebody who thinks completely opposite to yourself as it is to have people like you and, and that would be my real advice looking back i wasn't right as often as i thought i was <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> seen that once or twice too as well yes. yeah. in the mirror as well as well, exactly <laughs> right yes <laughs> um, Brilliant, thanks. What's what's one piece of advice you'd give to uh, other business owners and leaders watching this interview then, Billy? Um, it was just one thing. Yeah, I, I think it's something I said to you before we started recording. If you can make work enjoyable and fun for yourself and your team, I don't think you'll go far wrong. People perform better with a smile on their face. That's true. And I think that's something that we we should never lose sight of. I can't promise and I can guarantee you if I went out and spoke to our guys, they wouldn't tell you it was fun every day. But we do have fun. And, and I think fun and enjoyment is a really, let's not lose sight of how long we spend at work. Yeah. And, and yeah, let's make it enjoyable. Yeah, really good. Well, if it was fun every day, then it wouldn't be fun anymore because it'd just be taken for granted. Wouldn't yeah. it? So Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. You got to have some light and dark. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, and there's always dark. <laughs> yep, <it> just happens, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, some really great points in there, Billy. Thank you for that. Thanks for sharing your insights. Obviously, your website details are going to be down there below yep. um, this yep. video. Um, what are the best next steps to find out more and or get in touch or whatever you'd like to add? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, our website is is something that we've done a lot of work on. I think it's a really good indication of who we are and what we do. Um, I think our company LinkedIn profile, um, Facebook profile, that's all, all the social media streams that you'd expect. Yeah, I'd say that um, we've got a very good careers website that I mentioned earlier. So if there are people that would be interested with a career with Intis and Quick Materials UK, Go onto yeah. the website, go to the careers page. Um, it's it, it's a, it will show you all of our open vacancies, and and we're very good at communicating with people all the way through the application process. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. F find out more or call any of our offices if there's any customers there that are looking for a partner. And um, call call the offices, or look at the website, and uh, yeah, we're we're happy to speak to to more people. Great stuff. Okay. Well. Thank you for your insights this morning again and uh, look forward to seeing the next phases with, uh, with regard to all the innovation that you've talked about this morning. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Great to meet Thanks, you, Billy. Andy. Thanks. Okay. Nice to meet you. Great speaking to you.